Welcome to House of Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from this past Sunday. For more information about other messages or events at House of Hope, visit www.ihope.today. Come on up, Russ. Russ Gibbs is going to speak to us this morning. He's got a few things. Yeah, let's give him a big hand. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I'm here this morning, basically, uh, God really laid it on my heart to share and uh, show his faithfulness, etc. And I've written a lot of stuff down because I tend to get carried away and lost in thought and uh, experiences and that type of thing. So quite a bit of it I'm going to read, and uh, I've written it out in, uh, about ten times. And... <laughs> As both my wife and uh, and God spoke to me uh, dramatically, and uh, my wife is not here this morning, uh, and uh, I really miss that. But uh, I'm going to carry on anyhow, and uh, just uh, I really want just just to show God's faithfulness. Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your blessings. And Lord, I would just ask this morning that as I speak and, and show your faithfulness, that hearts are touched here, Lord. Lives are touched. And that it will not be anything of me, but only of you. And to show you forward, Lord. And I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Like I say, I'm going to read a lot of this and uh, and uh, just follow it through and probably expand on it a little bit. But uh, uh, God has really spoken to me since uh, I told Pastor I wanted to speak. And it, it uh, from the word that's been going on in our church continually uh, is what gave me the, the, the... I just really had an urge uh, just that I wanted to share some of my life, because it's probably been different than a lot of yours, but there'll be a lot of it that I think may touch yours. I really enjoyed the teaching a few weeks ago of God always being there. I turned 74 on the 26th of April, and as of May 1st, Lori and I celebrated our 48th anniversary. <laughs> and that's the day of change and the way things work and things that are going on in the world, that's a rare thing. And I really, really appreciate marriages and commitments that are long-term. I want to bring a word of encouragement this morning about God's faithfulness through the years. My life has been about that. He is always with us. He allows us to make choices. We make some good, some bad but God is always there. If we place our faith and trust in him, that is the big difference in how we walk through life and day-to-day living. One of my favorite verses in is 2 Samuel 22.2. The Lord God is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. And it's confirmed in Psalm 91.2. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. I'm probably a little old-fashioned. <laughs> I still use the King James Bible. And this specific one right here 
was given to me by my wife in 1981. And it's had a lot of use. As you can see, I got loose pages and whatever, but I still love it, and I love it going through his word. I was born in 1945, and like ages in the Bible, it was a different era and time than today. I was born in White Court, Alberta. My dad was still overseas in the war, and uh, he was on the cleanup in France and that type of thing, and all he ever spoke to me about it was that he'd seen things no person should ever see. I was born in Whitecourt, Alberta, and our family moved to Prince George in the fall of 1951. I had an older sister, an older brother, and a younger brother. We, formed, we farmed in three different farms in that area, and uh, it was a good time on the farm. And when I was younger, I loved working with my dad, I loved working on the farm, etc. But in 1954, our life changed. It was through a tragedy in the family. Excuse me, I seem to have got older or more emotional as they get older. My older brother was killed in a freight vehicle accident. And our family from that point on was dysfunctional and broken. My mom started taking in foster children, and praise God for that. But our life was changed. At 18, I was married and created another broken family that ended several years later. We were two kids running from broken families only to make another. But changes happen. Life goes on. In 1970, I met my beautiful wife, Lori. She absolutely blew me away. I won't go into a lot of details because they weren't good when I met her. Uh, I was not good. <laughs> but I pursued, and we were married in 1971. Both of us came from broken families. I myself wanted more of, no more of that and was committed to change and make it last. Neither one of us knew much about church or God. And as early started together, we just went on as best we could. Sorry, sometimes I can't read all my own writing either. <laughs> uh, when I was very small, uh, we went a couple of times to church. So I did know about God, but not a lot. And my dad, when we were out in the bush and working around the farm and that, continually showed me things that were created by a higher power, i.e. moss on the right side of the tree and all types of things like that to do with nature. But that was it. That was all the training about God and everything that, that uh, I'd had. After a time... Uh, several years of marriage, Lori knew something was missing, and she was searching for answers. I was a workaholic and just plodded on in my own way, in my own 
I don't know, I don't remember a lot of times about how much I thought about everything that I did had an effect on my family, but it did. Anyway, in 1975, Lori's older sister, through a Bible study, gave her life to the Lord. She had accepted Christ, and she gave Lori a book, and I don't remember the name of it, but it was all to do with God, and Lori started asking questions. And through this, her sister told her, she took the questions to the Bible study, and her sister would get back to her with an answer. Well, finally, one day, her sister said, why don't you come? <laughs> well, that started things. And through this, and through this Bible study and searching, Lori accepted Jesus and also started going to the Bible study. Now, I'll tell you, God has a great sense of humor. Lori started asking me questions. She followed me around the house. She followed me around the yard. She even stood outside the shower asking me questions. You know, she thought I knew a lot more than I did. I didn't know nothing about God. Anyway, between her and God, I didn't have a chance. Not a chance. And within a short time, I had accepted Christ as well. We started our journey and our lives with God and with him in everything we did. First in a Bible study, and then we moved to Kelowna. And in Kelowna, we got grounded in a Baptist church, believing in the full gifts of the Spirit and even using some of them. And apparently that was very, very rare in those days. God had us connected solidly, and we started growing and participating, and continually. It, it, it never ended. Every place we've been, everything, we've grown. Due to my work, we moved continually and have lived in approximately 20 towns or cities in Western Canada, and that alone is rare. Almost every second spring, I moved, and Lori stayed behind till the kids were out of school. That must have been far harder on her than I could even imagine. But she's still with me. In the first 22 years of our marriage, we were in 22 houses, 15 towns, and four provinces, and we've been in a few towns since then. Now, just to have her follow me that many times is a miracle of God in itself. How many families could or would do that? But look at God's faithfulness. He's always there. Continually with every move, our housing needs and financial needs and a new church home were always supplied. We met and keep still keep in touch with many close friends from various locations. In fact, we get to go to see a couple in August that we haven't seen for about eight or nine years, but we keep in touch with. So that's going to be really great there in Saskatchewan. 
and uh, we haven't traveled a lot the last few years, but uh, it's going to be it's going to be fantastic to be with them. We just uh, got back from Kelowna and visiting friends there. One of them uh, has a terminal illness, and uh, uh, I was amazed at his mind being so clear, even though he couldn't speak a lot or anything. And he just stands faithful in God's Word and keeps carrying on. It's very hard on his wife. It's very hard on his family. But he trusts in God every day. We always trusted God to know when and where a move was coming. Or not where, but when a move was coming. And our God was always faithful in this. The only time I never knew, or not that I didn't know, the only time I didn't actually uh, do the things to prepare for a move was uh, when we started second-guessing God. And we actually... We questioned the fact, and uh, both Laurie and I discussed it, said, are we preempting these moods, or is, is it something we're doing that's causing these moods, moves or whatever? And uh, I didn't prepare for it, and the move came anyway. I knew it was going to, but I did not prepare for it, and it's strictly because that time we did not trust God. And yet, the only time I ever ended up out of work and you figure moving that many times, etc. how could you not be out of work sometime in that period of time? And yet I never was, except the once when I did not listen. All our housing needs were met continually. God was faithful in everything. We always took housing that was available and then moved to a better home and trusted God to supply. We even lived for a short time in a condemned motel. The water wasn't, wasn't turned off, nor was the electricity, and it was the only place available in town, period. And we lived there for a short while. Why wasn't the water turned off and the electricity? Because God had it there for us. Always a church home with a need to fit. Everywhere we moved, we had a church home and were immediately connected with it in the town that we ended up in. Whether it was pastor support, women's groups, children's ministry, uh, like the Crusaders group, I worked for years in that, and it goes on. We moved to one town, and we were warned about all a lot of uh, cults and could not find a full gospel-style church in the phone book or anything like that. And Jill can contest to, to that because she was in the same church at one time. I don't remember ever meeting her there, but... <laughs> anyway, we uh, played it safe and went to a Baptist church it was a very, very old church. It had wooden pews. It had an old parking lot. It was in a totally, absolutely different section of town. And uh, wood stairs, wood pews, everything. Well, you know, the kids started in Sunday school. The wife went to a few ladies' groups. 
And me, being the stubborn person that I am, and trying to do all things that uh, I thought were right, regardless, uh, I believed that we should stay where we were at. But we went one Sunday to Bethel Christian Center, a non-denominational church that was full gospel, and it was great. But my stubbornness, we were already established in the other church. We'd went there five or six Sundays or whatever, and we weren't moving. <laughs> we get our stubbornness up, and God changes things. And let me tell you, that morning that we had this discussion, and I was adamant we were going to the church that we'd went to several times before. And we left the house. I got in the car. We were half a mile out on the lake and drove to town. And I drove to the old church. I went into that church with my family, and I took my kids down the wooden stairs to the Sunday school, and I came back upstairs, and I sat beside my wife on the wooden pew in the church, and the blinders came off. Let me tell you, God took over. We were in the new church. We were in the church that had carpeted floors and soft chairs and everything. And to this day, I do not know how we got, we, we got there. I drove to the other church. I parked in the other parking lot. I even had to ask Lori where we'd parked the car. <laughs> I did not know. But regardless of our stubbornness, God knows where we should be. And that day, he just took control. To this day, with, without any lie, without any stretch of the imagination, I cannot, under any circumstances, know any detail of how we got there. It just when I, when the blinders came off, we were there, and... Pastor John Carlson was in the church, and uh, he was an awesome man. He was a great big man, and the next RCMP and uh, that type of thing. And uh, But what a speaker, and, and what a home we had from there on. So regardless of us, God can take over, and he can change everything. Right, got lost here a little bit. That's why I write it down. I have seen amazing things in the moving of God and changes in the church. And one thing I do dislike is denominational differences. Denominations are man-made, and if we meet on our common beliefs and presented a Christian total view to our communities, 
the gospel's message would have a far, far greater impact. And I really appreciate Pastor Jeff and his efforts in this town to unite the churches, churches in one presentation of God for pastors and people to come together, not with their differences, but with the sameness in the belief and the trust in God and the faithfulness to God. We were involved in a church split at one time over apostolic and Pentecostal wording of the Godhead and how to pray or not in the name of Jesus or this and that. It was a ridiculous, ridiculous thing. I could never even figure out from either one trying to explain it what the difference was because there is no difference. Our pastor, who did everything he could to prevent the split, carried on doing all things that he normally did. And he was very, very discouraged. And I saw a miracle happen here. There was very few people left in the church. And our pastor had got quite discouraged. And one morning, I, I think there was maybe 10 or 15 people in the church, he was giving his message, the message that God had laid in his heart. And I was standing in the back of the church. I'd been ushering. And looking at the pews and seeing them, so few people. And I saw white shrouded figures, the head and the shoulder, and they were just white. And it was really different, but I saw them come in. They didn't really come in. They just sort of started down the aisle and moved into the chairs. And there was at least 12 of them. And... The message for the pastor that God gave me was that you do, you continue doing what I have asked you to do, and I will fill the pews. With God, numbers don't mean anything. We don't have to make an effort to bring people in other than doing what God asks us to do. Pastor Jeff speaks quite often on this. If we take our focus off counting the number of people that are in church and that type of thing and put our efforts and, our, and everything that we do into just trusting God and believing in his faithfulness and spreading his word as we should, he will do the rest. It's not our responsibility. It's not Pastor Jeff's responsibility. Pastor Jeff's responsibility is to do what God asked him to do. <laughs> uh, trust and faith in doing our part is always what is always our responsibility. The last several years have been very difficult in Lori and my life. Why? Because life happened. Nowhere in the Word does it say it was going to be easy. Always, 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 God is with us, sustains us, and blesses us. In 2000, I got my first hip. 
Lori had already had one cancer, and in 2004, she had to leave work due to having had two cancers, separate ones. They weren't the same cancer reincurred. She could have died with either operation. She's still here with us. God is always with us. In 2006, my body crashed totally. And you look at it, and I'm going to talk a little more about it afterwards. Why do these things happen? And a lot of it is our own cause. Uh, a lot of it is just life, and we don't have an explanation for it. But my body crashed completely, and uh, I was down for two and a half years. Through this, uh, we moved to Winnipeg with our oldest son and continued to live a lot as we had with two full salaries. Between that and medical, we incurred, accrued a lot of debt. And I will tell you that God is changing that. Things did not go well for any of us in Winnipeg. But still, God was with us through it all. And my son's job changed, and we had to leave Winnipeg, uh, and a lot of other things changed. But in 2009, I, I think it was when we had to move, we had an opportunity to move to Grand Prairie and live next to our daughter and her family. What a blessing! We got to live in a house next door to our daughter, and no rent, but I renovated the house, and the owner bought the material, and I did the work, and it was great. At 65, I went back to work, and praise God again, I was told I would never work again. 2007, when they did all, finished all the tests and all the things, and they couldn't explain what was happening in my body, they told me absolutely that I would never be work again and to prepare for it. Well, they were wrong. <laughs> God had a plan for everything. So I worked. I worked there, and for the first six months that I went back to work, I painted. Now, let me tell you, if you paint day in and day out for six months at a job, it's therapy. The things that you can do, the things that you can think of, the time that you have to pray, wow, it's a good thing. And that was the start of me coming back to work. And, I mean, you look at it, the effort in painting compared with doing most other things, it gave me a chance to get my strength back up and everything. And, uh, wow. <laughs> Again, God's faithfulness. In 2012, we moved to Cranbrook, and here we are. I love our decorations. God is healing our finances and blessing us in so many ways. I look at back at what he has done for us. He has supplied fantastic doctors for Lori. Death was almost certain, but she is still here. I was told I would never work again. 
I was told most guys who had the autoimmune diseases that I was diagnosed with died very young or lost their hearing and possibly eyesight at a very young age. I hear, I hear enough to work again and again. God has a tremendous sense of humor. I don't hear too well, but I hear, and therefore, I'm noisy. And I laugh a lot, and God says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And I think that's a whole bunch of a part of it and God's plan. My God has healed me from not being able to walk. He loves me so much. He did it four times. I was told three or four times that I could die, and I am still here. I was on insulin, five shots a day. I, did not, I do not use insulin a day, and most people never get off of it once they're on it. Praise God. Now, I still limp and have aches and pains, and you might ask why. And I ask, how strong is my faith and my belief and my full understanding of who God is? Deuteronomy 29.29 says, The secret things belong to God, but those things revealed belong to us. The longer I know God, the more he reveals himself to me. And the more understanding I have of God, the more I know his power, and the more I trust him and put my faith in him. The Lord is so faithful to us. We have seen many miracles and change over the years. We have had so many blessings and met so many awesome people. Psalm 126.3 says, The Lord has done great things whereof we are glad. And let me tell you, I am glad. Psalm 105. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. This is why I'm here today. As we share our testimonies, we make God's deeds known to the people. At the end of the day, I am his, and he loves me and is faithful and continues to pour his blessings out on me. I look at everything that has happened over my life, and I could go into a thousand other things, and I could tell you about all the tough parts of life and that, but that's not important. What I want to tell you is about God's faithfulness to give you hope and to give you a, a, an understanding of who he is. And no matter what, no matter how many times you move, no matter how many times you change, no matter how much medical is in your life, it doesn't matter. One of the things you've got to realize is, you know, we say, uh, well, you know, we go to the doctors and that kind of thing. All wisdom is from God. The wisdom that doctors have comes from God. Trust him to have good doctors and everything else in your life. I mean, 
it's uh, Lori's surgery when she had her first cancer. The doctor that she ended up going to after a doctor that just said, you know, hey, fix it and don't worry about it, you know. Uh, she went to a doctor that was rated, I think, the number one in North America and was teaching all the other cancer doctors. And that was her doctor. We have friends that I know I call, and I have one special friend. I call her my instant in prayer friend. The minute I talk to her about anything, where there's a problem or whatever, or whether it was medical with Lori or whatever, she's immediately in prayer. These are the people that God puts into your life as you travel through it. We've moved a lot. We've done a lot of a lot of things, good and bad. We maybe had a rough childhood, etc. But that doesn't define who we are. We are who God says we are. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much. And I just hope that something I've talked about has touched your life and helps you to realize that God is always there and always faithful. Wow. Is that good? You know what? I think we need to honor Russ and Lori this morning. And um, what, a, what a better way of honoring them is, is to take up an offering for you guys and just bless you because of God's faithfulness. I just was sitting there, and it's like pumping in my heart that we want to bless you this morning. And I know that wasn't your, your intention, <laughs> that you never even thought of that, but God did. And so... Are you guys in favor of that? All right. Zach, if you can grab a bucket, please. And um, just, you can make, if you have checks, if you want to do e-transfers, do it as normal. Just mark it. Just hold on. Um, just mark it on your e-transfer just for Gibbs. And um, if you have checks, we're going to, we want to do that. We want to bless you guys because um, it's just, yeah, just do that. Bring up the bucket there, Zach. And um, just start... We'll just start passing it down there with you, and we'll just pass it around. And uh, and then anything that comes in, we're going to cut you a check, and we're going to get that to you guys. And it, it's going to it's just it's just a small token of the Father's love for you and how we love you. We love you guys. You're a you're a blessing to House of Hope, and your wisdom is we we pull on your wisdom. I love your laugh. <laughs> You walk into Home Depot, and I know where Russ is. You know, it's like I'm down, I'm down in the plumbing, and I hear something coming out of lumber, and I'm like, Russ is working today. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's so good. Um, just as a point of encouragement, we've got a couple minutes. What is just just call out to Russ what? one thing that stood out that he said that just kind of landed in your heart that you're like wow I needed that that was for me today sorry what's that faithfulness yeah 
God is always there. That's good. <laughs> right? <laughs> I almost missed that. I was like, I was listening. And I was like, Did, wait, what? What? <laughs> That's awesome. Translocation. <laughs> no kidding. That's awesome. All right. Anybody else? What's another thankfulness wrote? Yeah. Thankfulness and joy. Someone said provision. Yeah. Always. Condemned hotel, hey? <laughs> God provides in weirdest ways. So good. All right. Where's the bucket? Did it get around? Oh, it's stuck on Dennis. There we go. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, let's let's stand. And uh, we're a little bit early, but we're going to have lunch. I can get the ministry team to come up. If you need prayer this morning um, for anything, the, the purpose of our ministry teams is not just to... Uh, where should I put this? If you need something, this is the opportunity for you to receive. And it doesn't have to be anything huge. It just can be just, you may need, need a fresh touch from the Holy Spirit. You may just need somebody to talk to. You may just need some encouragement. That's the purpose of this, of the ministry teams. And so um, this, is, this is why we do what we do. So if you need anything, come on up, get some prayer. We're just going to close in prayer. And, uh, and then we'll break. See everybody here tonight at 6.30. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for Russ and Lori. We thank you for the testimony that they are. Father, the things that you have poured in their life, and we bless them, and we bless the word that, um, that, that Russ released to us, the, a word of hope and of provision and of love. And so, Father, as we, as we close this morning, we just say we want to take what we've received and give it away. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll see everybody. Thanks for listening to our Sermon of the Week. Our desire is that you will be changed by the love of the Father and the power of his presence. For more information about House of Hope, visit us at www.ihope.today.